Hi. I'm glad to be back again. Thank you for the listening so far. I appreciate you. Today, I wanted us to start a new series on depression, overcoming depression, basically. The last two series, we dealt on shame and we talked a lot extensively about shame, what causes it, and we took it to a lot of angles that, and it's been awesome, the feedback. So now I would like us to talk about depression. And for us as a country in Nigeria, depression has become a serious epidemic, which was why I, I discussed about shame last time. And I'm trying to like have the many things that causes depression into one place so that we can understand that depression is not just a one event. You know, depression is a multiple disorder in the sense that it's, it doesn't happen alone. So many things happen with it and around it. I was in a gathering recently and I was to speak and um, the gathering was basically teenagers and young adults and I asked them about depression and most of them didn't really know what it was about. They had an idea. They said it was sadness. Some said it was um, suicide. Different thing, really. And then I thought we needed to speak more about depression in Nigeria as a country. Currently, the latest World Health Organization report puts Nigeria at number one, the whole of African countries as the most depressed people and that's not really good globally depression is the second highest killer it, it's terrible a lot of people die through depression and we can no longer keep quiet about it we can pretend that we don't want to talk about it among the age group of 15 to 29 which is come on the prime time of life Depression is the second cause of death globally. And depression leads to suicide. So if we're talking about suicide, there's no way we would not talk about depression. So really, what is depression? When sometimes people use the word interchangeably, instead of being sad, instead of saying they are feeling sad, they say they are depressed. Instead of saying they are depressed, they say, oh, they've been sad. They are not the same. Why it's okay to be sad over things? I always emphasize this. I talked recently about this on my Facebook timeline. I said that we needed to embrace our emotions and we didn't have to deny them. We don't need to. When I feel sad about an event, maybe an unpleasant event happening, it's, it's okay. I have every right to feel sad. I shouldn't be ashamed to feel sad. If I lose a member of my family, it's okay that I, I should feel sad. You know, I don't think positivity is denying that we have those emotions. I really don't think this, those emotions are negative per se. It depends on how much space we give to them and what we do within the time that we feel them. So if I'm sad because something bad happened to me, 
or to a member of my family or somebody that I love, it's okay. I just need to walk myself out of that sadness. I just need to understand the event that happened and come out of it. I shouldn't feel guilty for feeling sad. And depression is beyond sadness. You see, for one to be termed depressed, majorly, I usually use these three things to describe it because I had to find a way to differentiate. Because a lot of people, like I said earlier, interchange depression and sadness. Depression is beyond sadness, although it is a form of sadness. <laughs> you know, it's um, more of when you have um, this constant sadness that leads to despondency, hopelessness, and then loss of interest. When you're depressed, I remember when I was going through my own life crisis, and that was immediately after my mom's death when I was hospitalized thereafter, when I had my own bout of depression, there was a loss of interest. So I knew about that one. I didn't want to do anything. To the extent of even washing clothes was terrible for me. You know, my hair was out of it. I didn't do my hair. I remember one time my hair needed to be relaxed and I would tie scarf, different scarf to go out. It wasn't fashion. I wouldn't do makeup. I like makeup by the way, you know, and I, had, I, had, I didn't have interest in so many things until I came out of it. So I think one of the major things about depression is that loss of interest in life. You just ask yourself, what's the point? What do I need to do this for? Why, why, why should I go out? Why should I participate in this? Why should I dress good? Why should I look good? You know, you just lose interest in life generally. And that shows a lot in our attitudes and addressing in our behavior so when those when it happens that way for at least a period of two weeks that's when doctors conclude that you are indeed depressed because we cannot just say everyone that is sad is depressed if i meet my friend down for days because she lost her mom or had a broken relationship or having a bad day, I can't just say, oh, you're depressed. No, or you're looking depressed. We don't want people looking depressed. It's okay that they feel sad because depression is not something that one easily comes out of the way we would a normal sadness due to events. So I wish it was that easy. So that's what depression is about. Um, even though it's really similar to feelings of sadness and emotional low ebbs and all of that, it is more than that. It is despondency, showing up in form of hopelessness, loss of interest in life, and deep sadness. And depression is much more worse than just being unhappy. It is feeling down to the point of thinking that you don't really have hope, you know, and that makes it really bad. You know we are humans, I, I said this before, and it's normal to have low ebbs. That's just part of life. But depression is beyond that. So if you think that you've been sad for so long, maybe more than two weeks, you've had loss of interest in life and you've been hopeless, I think you might have to see a doctor so that they can confirm if you are truly depressed or not. Anyway, that's by the side. I wanted to just, since this is the introductory part of overcoming depression, I wanted to elaborate on what it's about so that we have an idea of what it is. And having that understanding 
of what it is would help us to know if we're going through it so i usually like to start from the bottom right <laughs> so my main focus today is overcoming depression you know we could talk about the problem forever we could say oh it's because of this you're hopeless it's because of this and all of it but i like solution and i wanted to share about a message i call you're enough so no need for comparison i realized that most times or a lot of times one of the challenges we have in life is comparing ourselves to other people and we thinking that we're not good enough for children that grew up in homes where their parents expected too much from them and remember this attitudes from parents leads to obsessive kids obsessive um, behavior in adulthood you know when you do everything almost towards perfection and even when something looks so good you still think it's not perfect and that affects how you see life you know can be easy to please and all of it so you don't feel so worthy you feel you have to work so hard for approval because that's what you did basically growing up and you have to have good grades for your for for you to get approval from your mother you have to be the best in, in sports for daddy to be happy and proud of you and so all of this have a way of building up a child towards more tendency to be to be depressed later in life a lot of times de depression have roots to our childhood that has been proven but that said my focus now is on comparison sometimes i ask people why do you feel sad for me at that point in my life i lost my mom the year i was looking for job seriously i finished youth service i had one job that wasn't just it i tried wasn't earning much with it patched here patched there no pay i I had to leave and then just after then my mom became seriously ill and so I felt that like I was backward compared to my mates. I felt like I wasn't in tune with the mark, you know. And so I cut off from some and some that I would look at I felt why? Why me? You know, and I've seen this happen over and over again. When I go out my speaking engagement, a lot of people ask me how do i stop comparing myself to others and for me this is the personal message because when they ask i one of the things that i ask them who is this person you're comparing yourself to tell me about it and i can understand how it feels we are human sometimes we want to see how far or how low we're going relative to the next person especially our mates so these are normal human but we have to find a way to balance those things up every time you think that you have to compare yourself to somebody else before you judge whether you're doing fine or not you what you do is you you're handling your life in a myopic way because you you're refusing to see the larger sphere of all the events that are happening happening around you and the person to whom you're comparing your life with for instance our skills are different our family backgrounds are different our exposure, our opportunities, our threats. 
they are all different because we're created differently. So comparing myself to somebody else and making them as a standard for how my life should be, come on, it's, it's just obvious that I'm just setting myself up for failure. But when I'm, I'm able to focus on my life and walk my own race and be able to spend time through self-awareness to know who I am, discover myself, understand myself and know where I'm going, the purpose or whatever it is that I'm chasing and what I need to do, what that does is that it brings the competition back within me. So I'm able to compare my tomorrow to my yesterday. And see how far I'm growing. And that helps me to push. To walk. And the work that I walk. Becomes more of a personal development. So I'm growing. And at the same time. I'm learning. And I'm not thinking. Oh it's because of this other person. That I have to be this way. So I'm not comparing my position. Or where I am. With somebody else. And then making myself feel bad. About my life. So, because one of the things that causes um, depression, hopelessness, that leads to depression and sadness, often sadness, comparison, especially among mates. It happens in teenagehood, it happens even in adulthood. And I felt that I should just start with that because it is so common. We think that, I know it's, it's a natural tendency because we are humans. And sometimes you just, just like companies, you want to know your competitor and, and know how you can benchmark and all of it. But we are not companies we are not um we're, we're, we're humans you know we don't know everything and we don't want, like i said earlier we cannot judge a part of somebody's life with a part of us and take no regard for the larger picture that will be setting ourselves up for so much criticism and judgments so no comparison and how can you stop comparing yourself to others? Know yourself. Understand yourself. Accept yourself. Embrace yourself. If you think that you have failed, if you think that you're, you're, you have fallen so much backward compared to your mates, evaluate it. Okay, where, where am I now? What do I need to do? Where am I now? Where am I going? What do I want? What are those desires that are within me? What do I do from this point where I am now to the point that I want to be? Write that down. Analyze it. Make it practical. And then, okay, what do I do now at this stage, at this point that I am in so that I can move and start to do what I'm supposed to do in order to get to where I'm going? That way, you're drawing out from yourself the creativity that is in you, the power that is in you to make change happen for you without you thinking that you have to race against somebody else we all have our own race it's a personal work life is a personal work it's a personal work i can't say this enough because i needed to tell myself this at some point in my life i needed to cut off so many distractions and focus on how to bring out what was in me and make my soul what i was competing with so I had a vision, I had a purpose, I know what I want inside of me. I wasn't there yet, I desired it. And the next thing was, how do I get there? What do I need to do? Who do I need to meet? Where do I need to go? What, do I, what book do I need to read? 
And what that does, it puts you at a state that is more empowering than envy, which is disempowering. Because by the time you're envying someone else, you lose the energy to walk your own race, right? Nobody moves forward looking backward or looking at the side. You want to go forward, you focus forward. That way you are able to see the hurdles and the obstacles along the way that you can break through to get to where you're going. So, part of the what I wanted to discuss on depression series is you are enough and you don't need to compare yourself to anybody. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know your skill sets. I don't know much about you. But this is what I know. As long as you're human, you're unique as your fingerprints. Your DNA is separate. You're different. And there's a call. Whatever it is you want to do is unique to your personality. It's unique to your experiences. It's unique to your life stories. And you need to walk that race and make it a personal race. Than comparing yourself to others and causing more stress on yourself. Making you more sad. Making you feel hopeless that you're not going to get there. And making you lose, lose interest because you feel that you have lost it. Oh, they've gone so far ahead of me. I can't catch up. So what's the point? And then you give up because of much comparison right so that's that's where i want us to start from and we're going to do more on this uh, overcoming depression series i wanted to use this as a foundational part of the series <laughs> i hope you've had a nice time because i have i'm always having a nice time whenever i'm here i consider this a privilege to share of my own experience my life story and what i know as a counselor and a therapist and I'm glad that I have this opportunity. I'm glad that you listen to my podcast. So till next time, it's goodbye from here. And remember to connect with me on my website. Don't forget, joyiseki.com. You can go there and read my blogs, free articles on depression series, self-esteem, self-love, so much on mental and emotional health. And then you can get my books there also. Connect with me on Instagram, on Twitter, The Counselor. That's my name. And then on Facebook, Joy Iseki. Till next time that we see again or we hear from each other again. <laughs> yeah, we should hear from each other. Send me messages. Send me messages through the Anchor app. Send me emails, thecounselor at gmail.com. Send me whatever. Send me um, questions that have to do with this topic. I'll respond immediately. Thank you so much. Have a good day. And remember, you are enough. And you don't need to compare yourself to another. Bye. Hi, good to have you back. So today we're continuing on our series on depression. Last week we talked a bit more about how we can help ourselves avoid depressive moods. And today I wanted to take it further. I wanted to concentrate on self-criticism. And self-compassion. Self-criticism is one of the things that we do not take very good note of about ourselves. And self-criticism is one of the things that can lead to depressive disorders over time. Because of the harshness that we put ourselves through. That affects our emotional well-being. So I thought that I should talk more on that. So it's good to be back here. It's good to have you listen to my podcast. I enjoy every moment that I'm that I spend here with you. I enjoy the feedback, the 
emails that I get from you let's keep it coming right so what is self-criticism why do we engage in it and despite how bad it is why do we do it for a lot of people that I have had to work with on this path they are not really aware that they criticize themselves very critically yeah it's um, a behavior that we usually embrace from childhood due to how we were treated you know if you grew up with um, parents who were perfectionists who expected always without sports behavior from you parents who when you had a B they said oh you could have had an A you, others had an A why didn't you have an A instead of saying oh well done my child you've improved from a C to B that's excellent how did you come about it you know parents who even when you have an A and it's 92 they said oh there's still more space to 100 you know and it's not really their fault most parents who are punitive and a bit towards perfectionism grew up in similar pattern and so they're just repeating what was done to them that's one thing about behavior if we do not break a pattern we end up transferring the same thing that we condemn our parents for to our children that's why it's, we have to be conscious of ourselves over time and learn to break behavior that we think it's not healthy enough that we may have inherited from our parents or that we may have learned over time due to how we were raised growing up like self-criticism and what happens is if a child who grew up under this very harsh environment the child learns to criticize himself too you know the child thinks that if he doesn't get it right he has to beat himself up because the child learns to always chase an ideal and because we are humans in there is no ideal state our state is just what it is is what it should be so you end up that child ends up even living to adulthood with a form of unrealistic goals about and standards about himself and when every time he fails at meeting up to these unrealistic standards he beats himself up harshly like really harshly and that kind of behavior can cause a lot of anxiety and psychopathological behaviors like depression bipolar disorders and anxieties and all of that and it's not a behavior that you started one day it's something that you have been doing unconsciously you might not even be aware that you're self-critical and there's a bad part of it people who are very harsh on themselves who are really very self-critical and self-judgmental end up doing the same thing towards other people that's the sad reality without knowing it so because you grew up very in a very critical environment very judgmental and harsh environment you learn to criticize yourself when you fail you learn to be really hard on you and a lot of times this affects your mood because you do not meet up to the standard you have set for yourself and so you also hold people in similar way so when they fail you or when they fail to meet up to the standard that you have created for them 
you judge them you criticize them without showing empathy without understanding why it was that they failed to meet up to that standard that's how it is it's what you're doing to yourself anyway so you just transfer it also to other people and self-criticism is harmful there's a part of, of positive criticism let's not forget that let's say constructive criticism if I get feedback on my behavior on certain things that I do that is not really right maybe and I desire maybe in a relationship in a friendship any form of setting in the office could be family and people consistently complain about something about me and I check myself I find it out to be true and so I take back I accept this feedback and work on myself that's constructive that's that's evaluating the situation the way it is if I take effort at trying to improve on myself it's personal development that's a constructive self-criticism if I say to myself oh I'm doing this and it's not right and I should not continue to do this I can improve I can behave better than this without being so judgmental against myself it's constructive it helps me become a better person but when I'm just unrealistically self-judgmental always condemning myself regardless of the situation without taking cognizance of all the efforts that I've put in at trying to achieve that particular goal I'm working myself up I'm setting myself up for a downfall because a lot of ideas that we create in our mind for ourselves doesn't exist we can achieve it so that's what self-criticism is about and it's, it's not good it's um, a form of very punitive behavior very very you know you and the worst part is how it affects our relationships it does because you get very critical of other people too and you find it hard to see to praise them for their efforts and when they fail to meet up to your standard you're really harsh and so you might be having issues with your relationships yeah that's one of the negative parts so and when when you're having issues with yourself having issues with other people you tend to fall into very moody states and think that you're not good think that you're just not getting it right and over time this kind of behavior begins to affect your emotional and mental state they actually do lead to depression psychiatrists have found that a harsh treatment of self self-criticism does lead to psychopathological symptoms so what can you do about this you have to accept yourself you have to understand that the ideas rarely exist you have to understand that even though you've been raised this way even though you have grown up that way that's not the right way there's a better way and so the first step is forgiving yourself you have to accept yourself to prevent or reduce at least this the mood disorders accept yourself for who you are stop being too judgmental against yourself stop always making cases against yourself how come you show kindness to people and we don't show kindness to ourselves so the antidote to self-criticism is self-compassion is being kind to ourselves is being empathetic towards ourselves too a lot of times I hear people talk about 
kindness i do also i talk about empathy and compassion towards people and being considerate of others but we rarely take it within we rarely say oh be kind to you show yourself compassion be empathetic towards yourself we really say those things and we need it because you really can't give out what you don't have if i cannot be empathetic to myself why should i be empathetic towards somebody else why should i judge myself so harshly and then judge other people fairly that's that's not good because my life matters your life matters if your life is not stabilized if you're, if you're in a good state emotionally you're not going to be able to help other people be in that similar line and so you have to take this very important you have to understand that self-criticism it's not the way to go about things. You have to understand that the high standard that you set for yourself may not be achievable all the time. You have to understand the effort you put at things, what you have achieved, the things you have done, and be kind towards yourself. Be kind towards yourself. Show compassion towards yourself. That's the only way to go about it. Love yourself. Appreciate the effort you put at things. You know, when you grow up, Parents that were very critical of you, it's sometimes difficult for them to commend good efforts. It's always, oh, you get this right, they set in a higher one. You get this right, they set a higher There's always that thing, that goal, that ideal, that standard. And so you learned it. So when you achieve one thing, you're not conscious to praise yourself. You're not conscious to say, oh, good, well done. You had really encouraged you just keep aiming, 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 aiming. It's all a fight all the time and you get tensed up, you get anxious, you get depressed. So this is a, the new way. Show compassion towards yourself. Be kind towards yourself. You want to show kindness to other people? Begin with you. Look at the effort you put into things that you do. Appreciate that. And when you fail, know that there's space for failure. Know that there's space for missteps, for mistakes. Learn from it. <clears throat> move on. Learn from it and move on. Don't condemn yourself for the mistake. Don't kill yourself. No, don't take yourself too seriously. For the failures, no. Don't be too judgmental again. Don't make cases against yourself. Don't walk in condemnations. Condemnations does not lead to righteousness. Even though it sounds sober, it doesn't do any good to us. It gets us all worked up and, and sad and, and depressed and moody. So show compassion towards you. Be kind towards yourself. Accept yourself. Embrace yourself. How can you show kindness? Become mindful. Be conscious of each moment, the things you do, the effort you put in. Be conscious. Be conscious at the effort you put into things that you do, at what you're doing and how hard you're trying. And be grateful for that. And enjoy it. That way, over time, you learn to be very kind towards you. You learn compassion towards yourself. That's what I wanted to share today. 
because we don't talk about these little things we just talk about the pressure like it just came no it's this little little habit these behaviors that we have embraced that we have learned over time that becomes that leads us into depressive state and i thought that i could pick this little little thing out and just talk about it and bring our consciousness to it and so that we can realize that depression didn't just come from nowhere sometimes it's what we do it's who we are it's part of these little things that we do like self-criticism being so harsh on ourselves being so hard on who we are and and failing to recognize the effort that we are putting to the many things that we do right so let's start a new work let's start a new way let's be kind towards ourselves let's look at the effort we put into things that we do let's appreciate ourselves let's forgive ourselves for the many ways we have treated ourselves wrongly the way we forgive other people <laughs> yeah you deserve it the way you show it towards others you show it towards yourself and then you're full of love and compassion you're able to show the same to us people it's not narcissistic it's not egotistical not, not, at, not at all it's just what it is self-compassion being kind towards you <laughs> that's just it i know it's, it can be a bit difficult because it's new sometimes you might feel awkward but gradually the same way you learn to criticize yourself you begin to practice this one step at a time one behavior at a time one moment at a time eventually becomes a part of you and so you also learn to be empathetic towards others more when we are kind towards ourselves we are kinder to people that's the way to go so we don't pretend with our kindness we're not trying to be nice then we become good so we're not just showing oh i have to be kind to others no it becomes a habit i'm kind to myself so I'm, I'm kind to others i know that i deserve kindness and other people deserve kindness and that's how we spread this empathetic behavior and we all get better we get happy we get we listen up begin to embrace gratitude as a result and work better for it and our mood and mental states are better for it so will you start today will you be kind towards yourself Will you write good things about yourself on paper? Like five of it right now, this moment? What you have achieved in the last one year? How hard you have worked? Instead of being so hard on yourself and thinking that you fail all the time? Will you do that? Do it. And see how that makes you feel. Thank you. I hope you've had a great time. This is where we wrap up this episode today. Don't forget to be kind towards yourself. Don't forget to show yourself goodness. It's not evil. It's the right way to go. Until next time that we see, it's goodbye from me. But hey, remember to go to my website and read my blogs. My weekly blogs are still there, joyiseki.com. Get my books on Amazon. Get my books on my website if you're in Nigeria. Connect with me on Instagram at The Counselor. K, The Counselor. On Twitter, The Counselor. The Counselor is C in this case. C for cat. And you can connect with me on Facebook, Joy Iseki. Send me messages through this app or send me mail at thecounselor at gmail.com. Let's connect. Let's interact. Let's talk further. If you feel that you need um, therapy, if you feel that you need to walk this journey afresh towards self-compassion, towards self-rebuilding yourself from the harshness and tough criticism you have experienced over the years, talk to me. Let's do this journey together. I can help you. Till next time, goodbye again. And remember, you deserve kindness. Be compassionate towards yourself. Bye.